0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to ICO 101, a crypto 101 podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Paul. At ICO 101, we look at initial coin offerings, security token offerings, utility token offerings, and general crowd sale offerings from an average consumer's perspective. We preview pre- and post-sale offerings while engaging with the leaders of those companies in order to help you make an informed decision on how you want to participate in these tokens, securities, or initial coin offerings. ICO 101 Podcast is on the Crypto 101 Podcast feed, so if you like this show, then you need to find Crypto 101 Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and CastBox, leave a positive rating, and subscribe. It helps us stay at the top charts, and we really, really appreciate it. Visit our website at ICO101podcast.com. I'm also very active on Twitter, so please follow me there at SUP Aaron Paul, S U P A A R O N P A U L. While you are there, follow the show at ICO101podcast. Send me all the private messages you want. I love getting them, and I try to respond as fast as I can. And now for the fine print. I am not a professional investment institution, bank, lawyer, or accountant. I'm not offering any legal accounting or financial advice. So please make sure you listen, take notes, research, and make your own informed decision regarding STOs, ICOs, ITOs, and general crowd sales. This week's ICO interview is with Darren Louis. The co-founder of Anko Solutions, a blockchain-based health tech solutions platform focusing on end-to-end digital financing and blockchain application development to facilitate the digital launch of health tech projects. Darren is also co-founder, president, and executive director of Aptorium Group, which is a Hong Kong-based biopharmaceutical company. Prior to that... Darren built most of his career with Barclays Bank with its structured capital markets group in London, Singapore, and New York. After Barclays, Darren set up a securities dealing and asset management firm in Hong Kong. This was one of the most difficult interviews I think that I've done since starting ICO 101 podcast. It was difficult because I'm not a pharmaceutical expert, or a beginner for that matter, a venture capitalist by any means, nor am I a banker. I don't think that matters though because I'm an average dude and as an average dude I wanted to ask Darren average layman questions to figure out if this is the type of company I would invest in. I mean they're coming on the show because they would like the average consumer to participate in their ICO so I apologize in advance if some of the questions are too simple but I'm a simple guy. I hope you learn as much as I did about the problems the health tech industry face and the use case of blockchain integration within it. Enjoy. Darren Louis, co-founder of Anco Solutions. Thank you for being on ICO 101.
1: Hello, Aaron. Very excited to be here today.
0: Before we talk about Anco, we like to frame the conversation by starting out with you and who you are. So let's start there. Who are you? Sure. You have a heck of a background. And I think that there's no coincidence that Anco has such a wide and deep mission. And I think that your background parallels that. So tell
1: us sure, about yourself. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. So, yeah, my name is Darren Louis, one of the co-founders of Enco. Of my background has always been for many years in the financial industry. So, uh, very much since I graduated in London, uh, spent most of the next 12 years uh, in a combination of in the accounting industry, as well as the banking industry. I was previously 10 years, uh, almost 10 years at uh, Barclays Capital between uh, s- between London, Singapore and the and the New York office, so pretty much around the world. And through that experience, I was very privileged to, to be able to observe and build up experience in the investment banking industry uh, through the, uh, the regulated uh, uh, regulated financial institution industry as well, which has been a real eye-opener for me. And uh, and through that uh, decade of experience, uh, a lot of the uh, I was able to see a lot of uh, you know financial transactions, how companies demand uh, or require transactional support for their day-to-day business, and um, and because of the the extensive um, uh, banking connections around the world, there uh, we're able to see a very wide range of different type of company businesses that request various degrees of transactional support. And uh, I was very lucky to be able to work with a a wide variety of industries. And on the back of that, in particular, healthcare industry uh, was a a very exciting uh, sector for us as well. It's, It's always remained to be a a growth industry for, for many, many years. And through that experience, we were able to tackle or were able to resolve uh, or provide solutions to some of the day to day problems which um, a lot of these healthcare companies uh, face themselves as well. Uh, so, through that background, uh, in the last couple of years, uh, came back to Hong Kong and, uh, and we were able to uh, set up some very interesting pharmaceutical projects as well as healthcare projects that are either passing through Hong Kong or we are actually ourselves being a co developer of that project. At itself to try to help them bring them into the, the forefront of the industry and to make it a, a success story, um, and, which I'm happy to talk a little bit more uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes as well. So, uh, yeah, most of my background has always been in the uh, banking industry itself. Uh, again, a little bit about our, the other co-founder, uh, Mr. Ian Huynh, he himself has also been, uh, through a, been through a banking industry background. Um, however, he actually has a uh, even additional uh, healthcare touch uh, to his career. He was actually a uh, healthcare analyst at Janus Mutual Funds, uh, where Good. he worked in Colorado for, for a number of years after graduating from Princeton University. Um, so, uh, and for him, he has always been an avid uh, investor in, uh, in the healthcare industry itself.
0: So, how did you guys get into the crypto
1: blockchain space? <laughs> it's it's very exciting. industry I mean, uh, Ian, uh, both both ourselves, we went back uh, 30 years. So, Ian and myself, we've been uh, long-term friends, and um, and obviously, Ian uh, actually himself has got into the healthcare industry uh, even earlier than than I did. Oh, having said that, on hindsight, I actually did a biochemistry degree. Uh, at university itself. So on hindsight, this is an extremely uh, helpful <laughs> a course for me to be able to get into the uh, it's a deeper level of of the science of the healthcare industry. I guess in the last couple of years, uh, we were, uh, based, in, based in Hong Kong and, and, and Asia, we were able to see a lot of very interesting uh, healthcare projects coming through to Asia. And most of these are for capital raising reasons. Uh, some of them are looking for collaborating partners and uh, Ian and I, we've operated a, a, a investment management business in Hong Kong, which involves uh, investing a lot in predominantly in the past uh, U.S. Uh, healthcare projects itself. And and the idea, the, the reason for that is because uh, we we, pers- we, you know, we continue to remain uh, very robust around the the growth of healthcare industry, Uh, medical uh, healthcare will remain a a significant challenge towards our evolution of the betterment of our human lives. And so uh, we've always found the healthcare industry to be be fascinated. Uh, um, You know, companies are pouring research into uh, hard to treat diseases, you know, for example, Alzheimer's disease, cancer. And, you know, by helping these companies to be able to deliver uh, their drugs or their technology uh, we'll be able to enhance our lives, uh, day-to-day lives, going forward. You know, I'm sure most people, on a personal level, would have, you know, family members, relatives who have suffered from particular diseases or hard-to-treat diseases, and in most cases, you know, very sad to see these people leave the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and this relates to me personally as well as uh, most people that we work with. And so, really, our core vision is to be able to help the world to get better in terms of healthcare and our medical health. Uh, of of ourselves so really that's that's the core focus and in the last couple of years we were able to 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 be able to as uh, uh, based in hong kong to be able to make significant investments in the healthcare industry
0: where does blockchain and the crypto space come into all this like how did you guys get into that that sure. aspect of excitement i guess like how did you guys say wow we're going to take everything we know and we're going to transfer all that into the blockchain and crypto space
1: um so we in the last two years and we've seen this increasingly uh, in the last six months as well uh, we have been seeing a lot of um Healthcare-based uh, big data projects coming through our way. Some of these are now starting to adopt the blockchain. I can tell you on top of my head, we have been shown uh, many projects around using blockchain to contain medical data, to be able to facilitate the sharing of patient data projects, for example. Uh, and now we're seeing an increasing rate of these projects uh, coming up to the surface. So, and what we've, we've for the last two years, we have been planning for Enco's development uh, to be able to take advantage. Of the the rapid development of blockchain itself, um, a lot of the healthcare process uh, businesses uh, and the underlying research as well can be replaced by blockchain and and deliver a more efficient solution around the healthcare industry. And uh, this is we see this as the start of the curve right now. Most of the projects we've seen, I can tell you on top of my head, I've seen uh, over 20 projects coming through our way in the in the blockchain industry. We're just starting to adopt uh, a blockchain to drive. Uh, not just big data-based healthcare projects, as well as some of the clinical service that is coming through from Asia, from US, from Europe uh, as well. So I think it is still the tip of the iceberg. And really, the one of the reason we wanted to get into this uh, to set up Enco is to be able to deliver the blockchain solutions to drive for some of these very exciting. Uh, healthcare projects. Uh, Some of these projects may be at different stages. Some of them are are still at the brink of thinking of adopting blockchain for their business. Uh, Some of them are a little more advanced than others. And most of these also have the common issue with being able to from, you know, capital races or finding yeah. alternative channels to, to channel the working capital they require to make sure, you know, to deliver their project to the forefront of the society. So really, we, we had this, uh, we're seeing a lot of these coming through our way. And Inca was actually developed to tackle uh, a lot of these problems and to be able to bring some of these very exciting uh, healthcare projects uh, to our community.
0: Let me back up a little bit. Do you have yeah. a tech background? I know you guys have a chief technical officer and in doing my research, you and Ian both seem to have a very strong command of how you speak about or a strong knowledge base about how you speak about blockchain technology and the currencies involved there. When did you guys personally get into cryptocurrencies and what makes you excited about the blockchain space itself? Like, how did you get into that?
1: So, that's a good question, Aaron. So, I personally, I've been following Bitcoins and Ethereum pretty much since the beginning in the late 2000s. Uh, I, I was myself also a miner for, for a while, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say to the scale of some of these much major miner industries <laughs> are currently in Tipton, who's our CTO, is come from much more you know, technical programming background, which, which we're very excited to have him as part of the team. The blockchain has gone through many evolutions right now until now. You talk about Blockchain 1, 1.0, now 2.0. Now people talk about blockchain 3.0 and and people have learned from their mistakes in the last number of years and the technology behind blockchain is constantly evolving and I I anticipate this to continue for the foreseeable future uh, to be able to constantly evolve blockchain into a more uh, secured and and more widely adopted uh, uh, technology itself. I get the question a lot of whether blockchain could be seen as another dot com itself and personally I think blockchain is a lot more fundamental than that. I think the blockchain as a completely new consensus approach. It's not just about, you know, capital markets, it's not just about capital raising. It's very much about a fundamental data recording, transaction recording, security around the data being recorded. And so, I I believe, strongly believe blockchain will continue to evolve into many different forms uh, as well over the next number of years. And uh, it is now probably for us uh, to, to focus on using blockchain to really help drive uh, some very exciting healthcare industry projects to be able to get them to to accelerate the evolution of these projects uh, using blockchain as a medium.
0: So let's talk about Anco. Man, you guys have a lot of depth in this project. I felt like I was in the movie Inception. Man, there was just layer <laughs> upon layer <laughs> upon layer, and I was like, man, let's go one on one with Anco. So it's a blockchain, right?
1: Uh, correct. Correct. It's a it's a blockchain and something else as well. So uh, let me explain Anco. Uh, in a more simplistic manner. Um, I think to to, to begin to explain Anchor, we need to be able to explain what some of the problems are with the... with the healthcare industry, and, and from there, you'll be able to visualise much better uh, what are the problems we're trying to solve. As with most um, healthcare projects and healthcare technology projects, a lot of them have always historically been very slow in reacting to new technology. It has always been a more of a defensive industry from both a, an investment point of view, as well as a, a typically a very prolonged Business development cycle for some of these healthcare industry, especially in the pharmaceutical world. You know, it could take seven to ten years to deliver a drug because of very um, robust uh, regulatory requirements. Yes to be able to test drugs in humans, for example. Although healthcare industry is extremely broad, so it's not just about drug development, it's also around medical technologies, about, uh, you know, for example, uh, medical robotics, uh, medical AI, which are, uh, in a way, less regulated. However, it's still extremely important in the uh, healthcare space. It's now coming to be a very hot demand and hot topics from a development point of view. Um, Healthcare industry is extremely huge. I'm talking about tens of billions uh, of of economies every year and will remain to be a critical part of the global economy itself. And um, with most of these projects uh, we've seen in the last uh, number of years and for the for decades before that, um, a lot of them still have an issue around launching the project ability to be able to create a large enough ecosystem to do research collaboration, finding talent. Uh, to be able to participate in the project. And, and also of course, uh, financial uh, uh, capital to be able to kick off the project with a foreseeable roadmap to deliver the, the minimum viable products. So uh, things that uh, for some of the, you know, the first generation product that uh, some of these uh, projects will, will be able to deliver for users to to actually utilize the product itself. So that's called the minimum viable product. And I think the, the idea of uh, the problem we've been trying to resolve is to look at can blockchain really help these uh, some of these healthcare technology projects? Can it really do the job uh, uh, in, in helping them? And the second thing is that, you know, what kind of uh, financial solutions we can help to get these projects off the ground? So, uh, these are the two uh, main challenges, I would say, for modern healthcare companies and healthcare technology projects to have to tackle. ANCO as a platform delivers both. So, our aim is to actually deliver our own blockchain uh, to support some of these services which I'm happy to talk about in a couple of minutes uh, as well as an end-to-end digital financing solutions platform to be able to get these healthcare technology projects off the ground to give you some practical examples Aaron so uh, most some, a lot of these healthcare companies and projects have a extremely robust research underneath it uh, research is obviously ongoing however they are could be on the on the brink of adopting blockchain to be able to fully efficiently deliver the underlying uh, research and the business model. So we as Enco will be able to help some of these companies to drive uh, to adopt their blockchain or build up blockchain applications around their business Mm -hmm. to help them really to go digital and to be able to guide them to using our blockchain solutions to drive their business model. And and once this actually have been established, we will be able to then help them to deliver the what we call the end-to-end financial solutions. It's actually about you know raising, uh, uh, for example, capital raising around uh, in the in the digital world, for example, through token offerings, uh, through some sort of liquidity, through debt financing, for example, being one of them. And most of our uh, our products that we are planning to launch under our umbrella will be able to tackle many different aspects of this cycle. And to be able to help deliver them, both the community and the issuing companies, in this case the health tech projects, you know, an end-to-end solutions platform to 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 help them grow. So let's talk
0: about the three core pillars or the three businesses within your company. There's NCOIB Solutions, Prime Solutions, and SmartCap Solutions. Can you briefly talk about the three? and then we'll go from there.
1: So, as we actually now understood the problem with some of these healthcare companies and with many other businesses alike, um, typically you would need to deal with two major elements around um, the the financial side of things. So, very often companies uh, would like to raise their what we call initial sort of capital to help drive their projects forward. So, we very much um, refer these nowadays to as ICOs, as uh, token offerings of many different forms. You know, companies were issued their tokens. Either it's a utility form of token or a security token to be able to raise the the financing they would need to, to get the project off the ground. So, uh, Inco IB Solutions focus on that area. It's around actually creating a ICO platform or ICO launcher platform to help them uh, deliver this, uh, their ICOs, their token offerings to uh, our own community, as well as a wider group of ecosystem that is connected to our community to help them you know, deliver the their first ICO as their project. Uh, Enco IB Solutions targets that. And, and obviously with Enco IB Solutions, it's not just about ICOs, it's also around the integrity of these companies. Nowadays with ICOs around the world, as you can tell, there are many different types. There have been a lot of failure stories, there's been a lot of scams in the in the industry. And, and really, one of our core objective is actually to make sure that we screen these uh, companies very carefully. We do what we call due diligence process on these businesses. Are they realistic? Is their business model able to really achieve what they think they can achieve and have that kind of impact? And um, For us, it's very important that you know the companies that we are sponsoring uh, for their offerings or for the ICO launches has to have a big impact to the world. Mm -hmm. So uh, much of our process of the uh, IP solution is is also around the the qualitative uh, uh, filtering and screening and analysis of these potential project companies for our community, and which we will also involve uh, in scrutinizing, in in analyzing whether these projects is worth going forward. Uh, Obviously our community will play a very big part in, uh, in, uh, in analyzing these, uh, these projects for us. So we call that as what we call a, an integrity system.
0: So I imagine some brilliant researcher or a group of guys and gals have an amazing idea that can revolutionize the medical industry. And they go to their boss and their boss says, no, you can't do it, there's too many hurdles. And they decide that they wanna do something on their own. These are the type of people you guys are targeting. Is that correct?
1: That's a very good question, Aaron, and you are absolutely spot on. I would say that that's one typical example uh, of the kind of projects that we will be supporting. A lot of these uh, brilliant researchers and maybe groups of researchers or, or project companies at a very early stage, the, uh, they have an idea that would completely revolutionize the world. And we're seeing this on a daily basis. However, um, you probably will only see a very small fraction of these companies ever come into light or ever be able to achieve the commercial success that it deserves. Uh, and part of the reason for this is because a lot of these early stage groups or individuals does not have the kind of ecosystem, both from a financial perspective and also a user perspective to be able to help them grow and and deliver their their vision or their research into a viable product or or into a viable service uh, that could really change the world. And our idea of Enco is to be able to help some of these uh, uh, very talented people to be able to help them launch their project and accelerate their project with the help of our community to bring them into the society and to help them grow very quickly into something that could be utilized, that could be uh, used or to roll out as a service uh, to actually uh, deliver them around the world, uh, uh, ideally globally, um, to be able to help them grow their business uh, or project as a result. Most of the time, we are not exclusively you know, targeting small groups of people. We also work with potentially large pharmaceutical companies as well, but, but you're, you're quite right, Aaron. A lot of these smaller research groups and uh, individuals uh, certainly, in the current world and the current um, capital model that 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 is uh, uh, you know around before the whole blockchain industry itself will make them very difficult to 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 grow and and come to light.
0: Let's talk about prime solutions. What is
1: Enco Prime Solutions? So we've uh, we've briefly talked a little bit about IB Solutions, which very much focus on. Uh, in in banking speak, at the capital raising side of a particular project. Um, However, most uh, ICOs, most tokens, uh, after they have been listed, would rely very heavily on things like the secondary market liquidity, you know, for example, on exchanges, uh, how liquid your token can be, can you exit your investments, and so forth. What we've uh, in investment banking industry know commonly, uh, very commonly is what is the uh, the financing? What is the liquidity of a particular token that has been listed? And so um, most people would refer to that as the debt side of, of things, whereas your initial ISO is more to deal with equity uh, of a particular company. So. Um, uh, Prime uh, Prime brokerage uh, has existed in the investment banking world for, for many, many years. Uh, really, the aim is to be able to provide uh, uh, liquidity around uh, the, the underlying tokens, in this case, um, some sort of uh, secondary market liquidity without people actually having to exit their investments. Um, for example, if you have invested in an ICO right now. Uh, you wanted some liquidity on those tokens. You may not be able to get them unless you sell your investments completely in the exchange. Um, what prime is about is is actually using those tokens as some form of security or some form of collateral to be able to obtain liquidity on the back of those uh, those secu- those tokens so that you know the person now actually borrowing the liquidity by extending the token. As collateral will be able to use the liquidity to do something more meaningful, or maybe they can pursue another ICO investments, or maybe they can participate in the underlying research project using that kind of liquidity. So, to sum it up, Prime is very much around um, addressing the the uh, the post ICO environment is around addressing the liquidity uh, situation of some of the uh, holders of these tokens and be able to facilitate liquidity for these people without actually have um, causing them to have to exit their investments as a result. So um, so that's why we've developed uh, incode Prime solutions to be able to provide a lot of post uh, uh, ICO support from a financial perspective to both the contributors, uh, the subscribers, tokens, as well as the issuing uh, healthcare project companies alike. Hey
2: everyone, this is Matthew Aaron, and
0: I'm here to tell you about our YouTube channel, Crypto 101 with Matthew Aaron. And the reason why we're doing this YouTube channel is because, well, we heard your feedback. Some people really like listening to stuff on YouTube. So all the audio podcasts are gonna be posted on YouTube. Also, we're gonna do previews and roundups of each episode the is going to tell you about how we got to doing this topic talking to these individuals and where this interview came from and the roundups are going to give you my personal opinions on the projects the people and well some commentary and the reason why we're doing this is because we never want you to feel that we're shilling a certain project i want you to get my personal opinions honestly openly so please subscribe to crypto 101 with matthew aaron on youtube and enjoy comments are always welcome and please Let us know how we're doing. Now, back to the show. So I participate in a company on your platform. They issue token securities and it does very well. I want to either, it sounds like I have the opportunity to either pull it out, get whatever fiat that I want to get or I can stake, if you will, or borrow against my stake in another company to invest in a different company or something along those lines. Is that correct? That's, are you guys, uh, that's... Or are you guys going to be, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. a, an exchange, a brokerage firm?
1: We, uh, I think it's a combination of, of the many aspects that you just said, Aaron. So uh, you're absolutely right. If you are a token uh, uh, a subscriber, of a particular project on our platform that we've sponsored, you may not want to exit your investments so soon because you know that there's a clear roadmap towards the delivery of the underlying project and the product, and you may have a you know a longer term view to your particular investments. However, um, most investors would also like to invest in other projects that either we sponsor or they may want. They have other projects completely outside our system that they would like to invest in, and um, a lot of these. Uh, 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 may not have the sufficient liquidity put this way to actually participate in further projects. So, they would consider things like uh, a Prime, uh, our Prime Solutions platform to be able to allow them to obtain uh, a liquidity, for example, like you say, fiat or some of the major, major cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin by staking their existing uh, tokens or existing investments via our platform. So that they can obtain additional liquidity to participate in new projects, in other exciting ICO projects that they're seeing, uh, whether it's under our platform or outside our platform. So that's, ex- that's exactly the idea.
0: Well, you said it a lot better than I asked it.
1: Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good question, Aaron. Yeah.
0: What's Enco Smart Cap Solutions? It's your third pillar.
1: Sure. So, um, and and we've dealt with uh, what we call uh, IB solutions, which deal largely with capital. We've dealt with prime solutions, which is largely dealing with liquidity and financing uh, post ICO. And and the third, uh, the third pillar of smart capital solution is really around um, opening up to the community of uh, various uh, alternative, uh, we call it alternative investment asset classes. So um, at the moment we uh, we have a lot of people uh, very interested in investing in digital assets. They are uh, extremely uh, um, uh, robust on the potential. Uh, performance of the uh, tokens and ICOs. And as regulatory pro- as the regulatory world progresses, you're now seeing many different types of tokens coming through the platform. You've got things that are utility tokens, you've got security tokens, even within the security tokens, you've got a wide subset of different types of asset-backed security tokens uh, coming through the system. And really, the smart cap solutions part is to provide a platform that allows our community or investors and user base to be able to get access to a wide variety of tokens. Either they are sponsored under our platform, or there could just be tokens that we happen to be collaborating with as partners to be able to have access to investing in some of these tokens and digital assets through our platform itself. It's not just about ICOs and not just about uh, tokens itself, but as the alternative asset classes grow in many different kinds, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be able to provide a platform to educate uh, some of our contributors what the different types of tokens are what the type of different instruments are uh, we have the expertise to be able to perform analysis around it we could be able to classify them as different type of risk profiles on the underlying assets and investment choices and be able to give the community a, a broader and more transparent view of what they're actually investing in uh, as well. So the smart cap solution is very much around focusing on investing uh, as an alternative asset classes uh, around the digital space and constantly it's ever growing on a daily basis and and we're seeing a huge variety of tokens or tokenized funds or actually uh, just novel instruments represented in a digital form. Uh, which may not even be a token on on the back of it. And this is what really the the third class is about. It's actually about educating, uh, about bringing some of these interesting new asset classes to our investors and be able to help them classify and risk profile some of these investments, which which could be available to the public for investments. But not limited to the healthcare industry. Uh, we are of course, obviously our core string has always been the healthcare industry, but we are uh, actually you know, not discounting the fact that we could be seeing a lot of uh, investment opportunities outside the healthcare industry as well. For example, in the financial institution space, uh, coming up with very interesting uh, uh, products, uh, very much they uh, often described as OTC products, uh, which have now become digitized as well. And uh, a, you know, a typical OTC product could be a, for example, some form of derivative. Uh, which actually uh, with the underlying asset being a uh, a blockchain based project or a healthcare industry or financial institution industry And we we wanted to create a platform that's wider than just the healthcare itself Obviously healthcare remain uh, a significant part of our spectrum itself. but you're, you're quite right. It could it could go wider than just the healthcare industry
0: so to recap you guys have a blockchain that offers end-to-end solution, targeting the medical industry. So my friend Matthew Aaron likes to use his buddy, Johnny. Johnny has a healthcare company. Johnny's a researcher for Johnson & Johnson, wants to do something outside of Johnson & Johnson, doesn't want to give Johnson & Johnson anything, or they said no to his fantastic multi-billion dollar idea. He's going to go to ENCO and say, here's my business plan. Here's my research. I need funds help me launch this project and deliver a product across the world they're going to go to you then from there the people the crowd that invests into johnny's project is going to be able to either off-ramp their money or stake it to invest in new projects while the initial investment continues to grow and finally if they wanted to and they go moon, but they wanna go to Mars, they can further take that money and invest it into many different asset classes outside of the healthcare industry. Is that a very basic summary
1: of what you guys are offering? that's That's extremely well summarized, Aaron. I, I couldn't have done it better myself, I think. and And I just wanted to add uh, a little more to to that summary. Uh, it's not just about a financial solutions. it's It's very much about helping them understand and develop in you know, a blockchain based approach. To their business idea. I, I can tell you right now, not every business could be replaced or could be tokenized uh, or, or could, be, it could be replaced by a blockchain. We do get that question a lot around, you know. Why do you want to adopt blockchain? It's why don't you just use a cloud service to, right. to facilitate in you know, a research exchange or research collaboration? And very much it depends on a case by case basis is you know, whether that project really has a significant advantage adopting blockchain to drive their business. That's the first thing we always ask the project companies. And if they do, uh, you know, would it help their business in, in creating a significant ecosystem around the world to be able to help them grow? Uh, to be able to help bring talent to their project team, and to be able to deliver a successful ICO or, or subsequent capital raises or liquidity for their project itself. So those are very key questions we need to uh, we need to answer. We need to uh, query on every every project that comes through the platform. And really, the idea is to break down the barriers. As as you know, in modern healthcare companies these days now uh, with the development of blockchain, now they have various uh, routes in terms of capital raising, unlike 10 years ago. Uh, most most of these healthcare projects have to go through a very traditional venture capital route for uh, for capital raising for building their business contacts and business relationships and half the time these uh, researchers and and uh, clinicians uh, have very little knowledge around how business world work um they need a lot of help and guidance on actually delivering their immensely smart idea to the real world of business. And so, focusing historically, a industry dominated by uh, traditional venture capital funds with the development of blockchain the last couple of years and token, token process, this has created alternative uh, methods for these startup companies to find capital uh, or to be able to create, uh, build their business contacts, their strategic partners, and so forth. So, so that's why blockchain is now an extremely useful technology advancement that can help address now some of these problems and, and there's an alternative to traditional venture capital funding that in the past most of these healthcare project companies have the, the only method of capital raising. Now these companies have now got alternative ways to build their ecosystem, not just about capital raising, but to be able to help them you know, reach uh, a wide number of people through things like social media as well. So uh, so we're very excited about this uh, about the development of blockchain and the very often the economy that is trying to create, the smart contract economy that is created around the blockchain to actually address a lot of these uh, fundamental, uh, traditional, uh, challenging issues that healthcare projects face.
0: And one of the things that you guys discussed when I was doing your research was that you guys mentioned that the, the community, the collaboration between healthcare individuals is lacking significantly in order to advance the technology within the healthcare space and that anco solution would be to help stimulate that collaboration how can you do that how does that work big companies and small companies want to hold on so tight to their intellectual property and they don't want to let anybody in they would rather own it and not let that out how do you bring that together how do you bring that community together
1: yeah, I think on the, that's a very good question, Aaron. I think maybe uh, stepping back a little bit, uh, let me explain to you typically how uh, some of these healthcare projects or, or, or pharmaceutical companies work. Uh, although intellectual property remains a significant part of their business, um, it's actually also a very well trodden uh, um, process in terms of protecting their intellectual property. First of all, for example, on the intellectual property space, uh, once you've uh, patented your idea, it becomes what they call prior art. So even if the, the patent is, is fully disclosed. If your business product is, is fully disclosed, as long as it's patented, other uh, competitors or other other project companies, uh un, it's not easy for them to copy because significantly they've got something called a prior art protection. So uh, from an intellectual property standpoint, most companies can be managed uh, as long as they have and they have they have already patented their idea. Um, it doesn't mean that uh, because purely because of intellectual property, uh, you know, they cannot collaborate with outsiders. That that is exactly the opposite. Um, a lot of these healthcare companies need very talented people to be able to facilitate a particular aspect of their research or a particular aspect of their process uh, or a business process that they're, they're trying to develop. And and now, with with especially with the healthcare industry, a lot of these talent lies uh, com- uh, completely globally. Uh, it's a completely decentralized talent pool. Um, we could have people uh, working in the U.S. a project company based in the U.S. You know, not knowing that actually the data that they are trying to obtain for their research actually sits in the United Kingdom, for example. Mm-hmm. So. And and at the end of the day, with with as with most industry, it's around human capital. It's around finding uh, where these pockets of talent are, uh, who are expert in their particular process uh, of their development cycle, and and really our one of our one aspect of Enco is to be able to facilitate this kind of research and collaboration by bringing talented people around the world with their own expertise in the particular process to help these healthcare companies or healthcare project companies that we're sponsoring. How? Um, yeah. Sorry, just to give you an idea. So, for example, we have companies who are um, uh, performing research on, uh, on, the, uh, on artificial intelligence, which they would require a lot of um, uh, MRI-based uh, image to help them facilitate the, the development of, of AI. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the challenge with these uh, company and this company is now sitting in Hong Kong right now, and the challenge they have is actually to be able to obtain a particular uh, uh, a large number of MRI images to help them with their, uh, to train their artificial intelligence, because because AI actually, um, the accuracy of artificial intelligence is completely uh, uh, driven by the amount of data and image or good right. quality data image that, that drives their the learning process. Mm-hmm. And, and their challenge right now is to be able to obtain these images uh, in significant quantity to be able to drive their AI. And, and, they, and, and we immediately you know, thought about actually, you know what, this, this is a great opportunity to use blockchain to facilitate uh, not just the sharing of research around the world, but to create the economy, uh, for example, using the AEN token as an incentive to incentivize people around the world to share their MRI images. To, for this particular project company so that they can uh, use it to drive their AI. Now, obviously, people would not share the images, or very often uh, they're not incentivized to do that just purely through the cloud itself. Um, so uh, our idea is actually be able to use our blockchain uh, technology to facilitate this type of sharing, and also the, the token, uh, the smart contract token, to be able to incentivize people to share this data so that actually this, this particular project company in Hong Kong could grow on the back of this uh, increasing amount of data that they're receiving. So this is one particular aspect that we've seen. Uh, We have had uh, biotech companies who are performing what we call uh, a a genomic research. So the the study of uh, DNA uh, for disease prediction, for example. Um, again, um, it's, uh, they have a specific uh, uh, intellectual protector protocols that they actually uh, run on the back of genomic data or DNA to, uh, to actually make disease predictions. Now, this is obviously something, it's, the IP itself is actually protected. So the protocol itself is a, is a closely guarded secret in a sense. Uh, however, the, the actual data input from a, from a genome perspective is, is extremely significant. And the more uh, genome data that they obtain, the more uh, uh, predictable and accurate their disease uh, model would become. So, uh, and they've they've come to us and said, look, you know, can we? Is there any way we can obtain more data? Uh, we have limited financial resources. You know, we can't just go out to the market and buy in in you know, a hundred thousand of this genome data. Um, but are there groups out there who have already got this data sitting on their server that's not doing anything? would be able to share this data to help us grow. So uh, a very a specific example, and we're seeing this uh, uh, as we dig further into the healthcare industry, we're seeing this on a daily basis. And so. It's not that other than just intellectual property protection. It's also around a data collection. And and right now, I can tell you, Aaron, is there's in this in the industry in the healthcare industry, there's no blockchain per se that actually focuses on research sharing to be able to facilitate and incentivize uh, people to share their research. Uh, if it, it could be in the form of imaging data, it could be in the form of uh, genome data. Uh, you know, it could be in the form of of uh, scientific papers. That they are producing at the moment, and there's no such thing in the world right now that actually facilitates this. And, and blockchain, together with the smart contract capability, will be able to solve a lot of these uh, issues you know, that are already common, commonly occurring on a daily basis. That's a fantastic use case.
0: What's the function of the AEN token? Exactly, you you just touched on it.
1: So um, AEN token has a multidisciplinary use. Uh, it, it actually traverses across uh, both the financial industry and also the medical utility perspective. Um, we we like to classify them as under you know as a financial uh, utility as well as a medical utility token. Very much under our IP solutions, our prime solutions, and our smart cap solutions. These pillar of technologies is very much driven off transactions. The more transactions occur on our blockchain, you know, the more valuable our token becomes. Uh, Very much almost all the transactions uh, in terms of commissions, in terms of fees, in terms of the cost of recording on our blockchain will be uh, represented by the AEN token. It will be available for mining as well. So we do incentivize miners with our token itself, but very much uh, on the financial utility side it's driven off by the demand and the transaction frequency of the of the AEN token. For example, you know, if people launch their ICO project using our ICO platform under the IP solutions, you know, they will have to pay commissions in the form of AEN tokens for the use of our launcher platform. Obviously, this token would then be distributed, and uh, this commission would then be distributed to the miners who will be able who are providing the infrastructure in driving our blockchain itself. Um, that's, so. That's right. In the summary, that's on the financial utility side. Uh, on the medical utility side, uh, we've touched on a little bit around the sharing of research, you know, the tokens actually uh, could be used for um, driving talent and incentivizing talent to help other project companies. Uh, the project companies can adopt AEN as a form of payment for service for these talented individuals to participate in their project. You know, it could be used as a, uh, as a token of choice uh, to share their research. It could be used as a token of choice for actually adopting uh, into their business itself. So, you know, for example, if a medical service company is willing to uh, adopt a, a cryptocurrency for, the, for accepting payment for their service, Service, AEN token will be able to facilitate that process uh, pretty easily, and, and we will. Um, one of our key objective of sponsoring a lot of these healthcare companies is to ensure that the AEN uh, becomes. Uh, is ingrained uh, into their business processes, whether it's a form of acceptance of payment, or whether it's a form of uh, recruiting talent, or whether it's in the form of transactional services or pay for commissions. You know, the AEN token is being widely adopted by these uh, healthcare project companies. And and if I can actually um, supplement a little bit more around the tokens itself, I sure. think a lot of the blockchain blockchain companies themselves. Even you look at the top, you know, 30 blockchain companies right now uh, in terms of market cap. Um, a lot of them have a, a practical issue with actually getting real-life companies or multinational companies to adopt the use of the blockchain or adopt the use of the currency itself, mm-hmm. and um, and this is a common issue uh, you will see uh, on a daily basis. That you know people are constantly looking for uh, strategic partners to be able to adopt their blockchain for use. We in the healthcare industry, uh, we we actually seeing a, a lot of these healthcare companies very willing to adopt a uh, blockchain-based token uh, to be able to facilitate that process. In fact, I would say in the next uh, 12 months, we have already in our pipeline for uh, four ICO, four project companies who are willing to, uh, who are looking to uh, launch their ICO and also be able to utilize our token as part of their research collaboration work in the background to help them develop their own blockchain solutions uh, using our using our blockchain as a basis for for the ledger for recording the transactions. So um, uh, we're very much focused on making sure there are real life cases in people that are adopting our token and people using our blockchain, and also we in the process create the enough flexibility to allow them to actually develop their own application to facilitate their own process as well. So um, we're very much focused on real life case uh, use here.
0: Let's talk about how we make you guys live then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where are you guys at in your token launch? So we are currently undergoing what we call a a private sale right now uh, Mm -hmm. until the 26th of July, um, following which uh, the pre-ICO will launch on the 27th of July until the end of August and following that the third stage will be what we call a ICO crowd sell from uh, early uh, from early september all the way to the end of september so we are we've split our process into three processes right now and uh, most of our information is is currently on our website
0: sure i'll provide that in the show notes what is the deliverables so once you guys close end of September, what are the expected deliverables between the close of the ICO through, say, the first quarter of 2019?
1: From Between now and the first quarter of 2019, we'll be delivering, first of all, uh, we'll have our first version of our blockchain being adopted, First, firstly in the test net. So we will be rolling our blockchain for testing, uh, certainly in quarter four of this year. And closely before the end of the year, we will push this blockchain live. Uh, so that we can actually have a start, uh, you know, have community uh, mining the, our blockchain as well as utilizing our blockchain. So that's the first deliverable we will we will target to to deliver to our to our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second product is actually our smart wallet. So uh, we call it the AEN Connect. Uh, is actually the a an application that allows for uh, basically the single entry to all our our services, all our products, subsequent. Uh, subsequently launched under the IB, the prime and the smart cap solutions. So the idea with the uh, smart wallet is to be able to not just about you know holding our tokens in the wallet, but also about um, helping uh, facilitate mining is, is where our subsequent ICO launcher will be launched. Uh, our uh, exchange platform will be provided there later on in the smart wallet and it will be a constantly evolving uh, application. As we grow our user base and our project companies under that. So again, uh, we are targeting the launch of our smart wallet, a smart wallet in quarter four this year, uh, and then actually on the, uh, on the on towards the first uh, quarter one of 2019, uh, we will be launching the very first uh, sponsored uh, ICO project, um, which again will be very will be very exciting. We'll make further announcements on that at the moment. Uh, the the first ICO project will be launched at the very beginning of 2019 under our launcher platform.
0: During this ICO launch, what is the difference for you guys at the soft cap of 15 million and the hard cap at 60 million? Like if you get 15 million, do the deliverables change? If you get 60 million, do the deliverables change?
1: We have a, uh, obviously with our our soft cap at the moment of 15 million is what we... Uh, we have assessed to be able to, the minimum requirement to be able to launch our our platform and our products uh, a lot of, obviously a lot of the capital goes into the building the, the the team and building the application development team to constantly uh, to accelerate and evolve the our, our blockchain platform and our applications uh, as with the, these things more, more money uh, then the faster it becomes for the deliverable itself so uh, the idea is actually between the soft cap and the hard cap it will allow us to actually, uh, uh, you know, in parallel, build a uh, significant teams. To be able to drive and accelerate some of our core objectives and and for future development plans. So, for example, the uh, the prime solutions and also the smart cap solutions, which uh, as per our roadmap, we're looking to deliver over the course of 2019 and 2020. You know, with the with the with the uh, successful race towards the hard cap, will be to accelerate a lot of these uh, development process and to get these rolled out sooner as opposed to later in in the roadmap itself. So that's certainly one one element of that to accelerate the growth of our technologies. Uh, more importantly, I mean, the second thing is that actually with greater capital, we'll be able to service a much wider a number of project companies uh, in the, around the world. So, with, uh, with existing uh, predictions around uh, around the soft cap of 15 million, we'll be able to support uh, up to four or five uh, uh, quality uh, ICO healthcare projects in the next 12 months, but with significantly more capital, we'll be able to deliver uh, in parallel a much wider number of project companies uh, under our platform, which is not just a, it's a combination of research, it's, it's also a function of capital to be able to work with these companies to develop, to develop, develop their own blockchain uh, application itself. So it's very much around uh, our ability to, to accelerate our outreach to the medical community and to be able to promote their significance uh, around the world in in unlikely places, in in Europe, for example, in in the Middle East, and and with additional uh, increased capital towards our hard cap, that will allow us to reach that market and and achieve some significant impact much quicker than than we would.
0: Is there anything
1: that we missed that you wanted to mention before we close out? At the moment, I think maybe just to quickly summarize again, we are, uh, we are probably one of the first uh, company uh, in the world. Uh, to focus on a you know a healthcare sector-based blockchain solutions, and our deliverable is quite multidisciplinary in nature. So we are delivering not just a blockchain, we're not delivering just a financial solutions, but a combination of end-to-end business process. Um, it's really much around um, you know how blockchain can fundamentally change the healthcare industry, which we strongly believe it would, um, how actually it will accelerate. Things like drug development, medical big data, things like healthcare service and even healthcare funds, for example, which is now a lot of the focus is around tokenizing healthcare funds. So our process is more more comprehensive in that sense. And and we really hope that in our blockchain and our financial solutions platform is the first step towards, you know, being first in the world to deliver these exciting projects for the years to come. Where can people learn more about you and the project? All of our information is on our website, Um, so it's on uh, www.aincoin.com, A-E-N-C-O-I-N.com. All our our papers, our white paper and presentations are, uh, and also the the ICO subscription process is all on our website at the moment. We are also present on our Telegram group, uh, as well as on other social media like Twitter and uh, the Medium, for example, where we will be making some uh, significant announcements uh, on our blockchain in the next couple of weeks. so uh, please stay tuned. Yeah. So uh, feel free to, to join us on, uh, on one of our chat rooms.
0: Thank you very much for being on the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. I look forward to see where sure. you guys
1: go. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks very much for your time. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Take care.
0: Yo, yo, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, then check out the links on the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to ICO 101 Podcast by going to the Crypto 101 Podcast feed that is found on iTunes, SoundCloud, and CastBox. And please leave a positive review. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Paul, And don't forget to follow the show as well at ICO101Podcast. Until next time, peace.